Well, I'm a big fuck up. <laughs> Rip it, Dan. Are we playing the theme? I don't even know if we're playing. We can skip. Theme. We can skip the theme. Uh, Dan wasn't even ready. That's fine. Yeah. The theme's playing now. I know yeah. in post, but uh, Dan is. Uh, I'm going to be honest. I'm looking at him right now. He did not sleep much. He, he just did woke not up. sleep he, much he at all. He, he just, just woke, woke up. up. I woke yeah. up 15 minutes ago. Yeah, yeah, that's not abnormal. But he is. Uh, he looks like he also went to bed late, folks, or early, depending on how you think about it. And that is the classic block party humor that you've come to know and love. I assume the theme song is still playing. I have no idea. I think it's done now. I'm going to say it's done now. You think it's done? I think it's done now. All right. Well, hello, friends, idiots, and friends who are also idiots. Welcome to your favorite podcast about social media and rejection. It is Blocked Party. This is episode number 103. I'm John. I'm Stefan. And uh, before we introduce our guest, Stefan, I do just want to comment. You are in your new apartment now. We have to record remote for the next couple weeks because our... Provincial health officer. Yeah, we got we got our asses locked down because you fuckers couldn't stay home on Halloween. I know you wanted to celebrate my birthday, but it was a little bit inappropriate. That was specifically what it was, right? On on Granville Street downtown when there were like 2,000 people down there. And I tried to tell them. I tried to say I made a Facebook event even. But but the Facebook event was like, don't. was like, don't don't celebrate my birthday. Yeah, yeah, but they did. But I do want to say you've moved house now, Stefan. That's right. And uh, the lighting that you are currently in. It's actually uh, good. It looks well. Yes, but it does also look like I'm I'm like seeing like you're in the witness protection program right now. And I'm seeing it looks like the dull light of a 60 minutes feature. Right. This is just this is just the the daytime light. This is just. Yeah, no, I know. You know, I I know. I'm not saying I'm just, you know, that's I I think it's the mustache is adding to it a little bit. Your hair hair is a little long. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway. I'm growing it out. I'm growing. I'm growing. That's Are my you? next big thing is growing out my hair. Yeah. It's like, going to be a disaster. Does your hair. Well, I'll introduce our guest. Then we can talk about your hair. Sure. We have Because we do have a great guest this week. Yes. Uh, he is the uh, one of the co-hosts and the producer of uh, one of this year's biggest podcast hits. We can say uh, the blowback podcast. Brendan James is here. Hi, Brendan. Hi, Brendan. Howdy, guys. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. Is that a thing you can say about podcasts? A podcast hit? Um, I think in, you can. In this right? case, describing my show, yes, it should be. It should be accurate <laughs> and say that it was a huge hit. Uh, it was apparently um, actually a pretty good success for Stitcher. I don't know if that's gauche to say, but they were pretty happy with with how oh, it turned yeah. out. And frankly, hey. I, I was. I, it's a hit. I was. I was surprised actually that we got the really lovely reception that we got because it was. You know, we're going into season two now, and so there's a feeling of security in an audience. But that first season, we just thought. You know, this could be actually a pathetic footnote to my to my career after leaving Chapo. It's like, oh, he did something else. No one really heard about it. It's you know, and then the, you know, like the Wikipedia ends there. Um, but it was it was really lovely to do, and and thank you so much for uh, for describing it again accurately as a as a hit, as a huge hit. <laughs> I, hey, I will just I will welcome. just say your Wikipedia would end uh, with like death or personal life because they that's how they usually that's end, true. Right? That's true, yeah. but I'd have to wait for that. Like, there's a whole lot yeah. of years maybe before I die or, or yeah. do something horrible. So, you know. yeah, because yeah, that's really the the personal life on Wikipedia is really res- just only reserved for like celebrity gossip. Like it will be yes. like if they're a celeb, it'll be like this is who they're married to slash dating. This is how many kids they have or like they're a sex pest. And here's the details yes. about how they were that's, a sex. This is probably yeah. a hack. Uh, observation but it is that thing where if it just says personal life you're probably in the clear but then if there's a subheading in the personal life section we're into danger danger zone for yeah. whatever 
evil, uh, yeah. probably sex pesty things. Because it's did. it's usually controversies or uh, yep. legal troubles or something. Yeah, yeah you get the it's cardiac. Never good. You'll get the like six personal life, six point one. Yes, controversy. Yeah, keep, and then you're like, oh, well, that's that not going to be good. Keep that section tight. Don't yeah. let there be subheadings. <laughs> uh, but Stefan, yeah. So your hair. Let's get back. Mm-hmm. Let's get back to what yeah, matters here. Sure. Enough, yeah, of, yeah, enough yeah. about Brendan's hit podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, how does your hair grow when it grows long? Like, do you, can you grow like shoulder length or what is? Because so, you have pretty like thin hair. I feel like it. Not I thin, know. but like fine hair. Like I feel like it's you. It would grow straight down. Like the That's, problem for me is when I grow my hair long, it it just grows out. So it's not a good. No one likes it. So I think it. I think it will. It's been a lot. Like I've never really had super long hair in high school. I I would have a. a a bit longer, but it was, yeah, it was very flat. I feel like it puffs up a bit now. And I think my goal would be to sort of have it curl up at the back. Like, I don't know if you've seen what Tim Heidecker looks like right now. Yeah. On like Office Hours Live, where he's got like the baseball hat, the mustache, and like the long hair sticking out of the back of the hat. Like, that's that's my goal right. over the next few months. So, so your, goal, your goal is to look like shit. Well, he, I think he looks, I think he looks quite nice, but... I, I, I don't know that I'll be able to pull off that look. I've got the, I think I got the mustache down. Yeah. I, I have I you know I can I can pull off the hat look. But yeah, I'm worried that the hair at the back might just go straight down, which would just be a disaster, I think. That's right, then it won't wing. Bad. You're worried about it. It won't, won't wing. wing. I need it to I need to kind right. of stick out at the back. So, so my I, hair did we'll wing, I will say. Like it would grow out, but at the back when it grew down, it would mm-hmm. wing. And I think okay. that's because I grew up playing hockey. Right. That's a, that's like the default hockey hair. Yeah. yeah. But I think I, that's the reason like your body, it's just like an evolution. It's like, if yeah. you, if you, if you grow up playing hockey, then your hair just does. Yeah. That. I mean, you're from Newmarket, Ontario. Like that's just how, that's right? how, that's how we roll that, that, in Newmarket. That's how, yeah. That's how it works. But Brandon, I mean, I don't know. Are you, have you grown out your hair at all during the pandemic? Or? I made the really dumb decision to, you know, everyone was doing the raise. Everyone's chopping it off or men were at least. And, uh, I basically did that, but I, I, I'm not good at, you know, cutting my own hair. So then there were like weird patches that were longer. And I, then I, I kind of smoothed it out and it's still, I hate it. I don't know why I did it. I I like my hair longer. It's, it's too short and there's no video in this podcast, right? No, No. you're good. Good. So there's exactly like, I, I I don't really want to be seen. I'm wearing more hats than I used to, but it'll, it'll grow back. I, yeah. I think it looks. I think it looks quite nice. I think uh, John, you just got a haircut recently as well. Yes, I mean obviously producer Dan. You know we bring this Look up every episode. Look but, at that head of hair. I mean, my God, Dan, it's incredible. It's really good. It's really good. The the man's drain is a disaster, but the top of his head <laughs> looks phenomenal. Be. Yeah, absolutely. That's the truth. Um, I will say, actually, Dan, you can tag in on this if you want. I don't know if this is appropriate to talk about on the show, but after the last live show we did. There was a lady on Twitter who was pursuing you quite hard, Dan. Did anything ever come of that? Uh, she followed me. Yeah, okay. no, I know. I know, but I didn't know if you like, uh, you know, if there was like a little DM slide or what was going on there. No, I don't slide into the DMs. That's disrespectful. Wow. Oh, wow. I Look agree. at this, ladies. Are you hearing this, so ladies? Polite. Oh, my God. Unbelievable. Yeah, it was like, you know, uh, we every live show we do, it, it is it is someone because... I think here's what I'll say about myself. I people will be nice to me about my looks. I will get, you know, sometimes people will be like, oh, you're handsome or like, you know, you're good looking or whatever, which is nice. And 
that's not everyone. Some people are like, this guy sucks ass and that's totally fine. But I never get Dan will just get people outright who are like, I want to fucking, I want to ruin Dan. I want to fucking strip him naked and just absolutely do everything I want to him. Like that is never a reaction that I've received in my life. And let's just, let's just, Skip right over what people say about me, and we'll and we'll stick with Dan here. Well, no, I think Stefan, you definitely get some. You know, I think someone you said I some female like, attention over the course of. Didn't it. someone say I looked like Thin Wario? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but some people are into that, dude. Oh, that was true. a compliment. Yeah. That was yeah. they followed and you. And by the way, thin, thin Wario is Waluigi. Let's just make that. Clear. Yeah, I was about to say. I mean, get it yeah. right. Like he has a brother who's thin. Don't say is Thin the, Wario. Is Waluigi just Thin Wario? Is that how well, we would describe him? He's as close as you well, would get. I mean, he's taller as well, but I mean, it's like, it's if you had to draw a thin version of Wario, he's still got the zigzag mustache. Yeah. He's got yeah. The, the same type of cackle. That's really all they did there. It's actually quite a cheap character idea. They're not really. actually related, though. Like, Wario and Waluigi are not related. What? Unlike Mario and Luigi. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. Well, how's that work? And, well, you know, they fucked up the whole Nintendo universe because do you recall that Bowser had uh, kids? Uh, the Koopa yeah. kids, yeah, of oh, yeah. course, and they're all named after Wendy. like uh, composers, uh, like rock stars, classical composers, composers yeah. And, yeah. and rock stars. Yeah, Iggy is one of them, and then Ludwig, there's, um, Ludwig, Morton, yeah, yeah one, one of them was named after Morton Downey Jr. <laughs> yes, I know. It's bizarre how I wonder if that's the Japanese side or the American side. I, I don't know who makes those decisions, but they were. Uh, long story short, they were his children. They were called the Koopa kids. Bowser, whose last name is Koopa, in Mario Brothers Three, I think. Yeah. They, they debuted the Koopa Kids, and for a long time, uh, that's what we thought of as the Bowser family. But then in uh, the early 2000s, when they introduced quote-unquote Bowser Jr., yeah, uh, who showed up in, I believe, Mario Sunshine or maybe something right before that, all of a sudden they retconned it where he's Bowser's kid, and the Koopa Kids are actually just minions who look like Bowser. They're not yeah. his kin anymore, which is like such a weird and um, inferior like like retcon yeah to, to do absolutely Don't even introduce the other one it, it was mario 64 i think they they renamed him as bowser i believe because i, I yeah. i'm pretty sure he was still king, king koopa, koopa when yes. they had like the koopa kids which made sense because you have king koopa and you have his kids the koopa kids and then i think right. yeah once they changed his name to bowser they were like well here's our opportunity to to you know forget these guys and they still bring those guys back in some of they the, like, the side scrolling games and stuff but mario party not his kids i think anymore. they 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 showed up in Mario Party, um, yeah. The Koopa Kids, but it was just like for some reason they're they're now no longer related to him, and I I I that pissed me off when that happened. So now hearing the Wario and Luigi or and Waluigi aren't related, I don't yeah. know why they're they're doing this uh, type of storytelling. I just think with Nintendo, and this is a little bit a little bit of inside baseball, a little scoop you're getting here. I just think. They just don't think about it a lot like that kind of stuff with the world, because I know my buddy worked on Punch Out for Wii uh, when Punch Out came out. And the whole time they were like, yeah, Little Mac has never made any noise. We don't want little or I guess in Super Punch Out, he goes like, yeah, or whatever. But like he didn't really they decided when they were developing the Wii Punch Out, they're like, Little Mac is going to be silent. He's not going to make any noise. We're just he's just going to be the usual just little Mac, whatever. And then my buddy said, like, one day just for fun towards the end of the game development cycle, he just like he knew the sound artist really well. And he just like recorded himself being little Mac, like just for just like doing some little noises, doing some little like woohoo or whatever. And then Nintendo was like uh, or the, you know, the lead game developers or whatever 
heard it and they were like, oh, that's actually really cool. Yeah, Little Mac can have, we'll just use that and he'll have a voice in the game. And so my buddy is the voice of Little Mac just for like, he said like literally a year was like, Little Mac is not going to talk. He's not going to have any voice. We've decided that's what we've decided. And then they heard it once. They're like, actually, no, that is good. We'll just throw that in there. Well, and that like kind the, of feels it, like a, someone probably was like, we should do a Bowser Jr. And someone's like, yeah, that's actually, I mean, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Let's just, let's not yeah. worry about the backstory. It, it, it's, we'll like the, it's like the Zelda storyline, right? Where there's like five different timelines where, you know, right. like, uh, well, here's a timeline where, where Ganondorf won and then the world flooded. And so now it's Wind Waker. And then there's something after that as well. And there's like all these different links, but it's like the same link. And like, if you ever try and keep up with like, if you look up the Zelda timelines, it's just a mess. I think there's like three or four of them. And it just makes no sense. Like, I don't know yeah. why you would even attempt to make sense of it. I've never played any of those games, but it's like Link is more of an identity. Different people have taken up or something like a Highlander uh, sort of kind role. Of, I think so. Yeah, that's it's, sort of it's, what it feels like. Like, I think it's theoretically supposed to be the same Link across all the games. But at the same time, yeah, there's like it, it, it does have a sense of like that is a way I could see. If Nintendo was ever cornered and pressed on it, they would just be like, well, it's, you know, Link doesn't have to be one. Well, it doesn't have to be one person. This is this is blowback season three, actually, as I can announce <laughs> now, is we're going to fucking hold their feet to the fire because they do need to be pressed on it, in my opinion. Yeah, well, you didn't know. You know, I think that's the natural, like, that's the natural progression. It's like Iraq War, and then whatever season two is, I assume it's following in the same kind of political thread, and then season Cuba. three, who is Link, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, it's it was it's yeah. like a gladio um post world war ii zelda tie like that's all it all comes together it's more than just <laughs> yeah. just link but he's in, he's integral he's uh he's important yeah I, when you I, started it you dreamed of it as being a trilogy and the, yes. con, the natural conclusion of the trilogy is that someone yes. finally takes nintendo to task on link yes i, I do sort of <laughs> prefer like the the Zelda timeline thing where it's a total mess and they don't even attempt to have it make sense to like the Halo timeline mm. where it's like very detailed and you have it all in a specific order. And it's like it, it just like like I've watched like a half hour YouTube video explaining like the Halo universe for whatever reason. I think it was. just recommendations. <laughs> And I was like, oh, man, this is this is like really this is like really dumb. Like, why am yeah. I doing this to myself? And like the Zelda one, it's like, yeah, I guess Link died and then came back to life and the world flooded and because of Ganon and then Ganon came back and the world's not flooded anymore and then it gets flooded later for one of the other like island hopping games he does and it's like I you know what I prefer that just make it up as you go along I don't give a shit the uh the the what you just mentioned that that place where you find yourself watching pretty lengthy YouTube videos about something that you really shouldn't be caring about or or you're you're really not even interested in at all but you're doing it at like 2 a.m. I found myself in that the other night um, watching three different clips because even now where you can record long YouTube videos, it's like was too long for even the time constraints now. Three different like parts of a documentary of how they made the dragon smog in the Lord in the Hobbit movie. <laughs> like just the special <laughs> effects team talking about what went into making smog. I've never seen the film I don't like Lord of the Rings, let alone The Hobbit. But I was I saw it like somehow recommended and I was just like, Yeah, how did they how did it all come together into the <laughs> into the small character? And I watched it all and I, I learned a little bit, I guess, about like, I don't know, some of that some of the the movie making process and the lo- the lore, but I was like, why? I, at the end of it I had that empty feeling of like that was that was a very important to me for about forty five minutes and now I just feel stupid and ashamed.
Yeah, but my algorithm I, now is is just like uh, like video game speedrunners, which I do genuinely enjoy. But there's one channel, and we've talked about this on on the show before, John. Yeah. Uh, Summoning Assault, and yeah. he does these like 45 minute like mini docs about specific games and specific records in these games, and they're so interesting. It's yeah, it's unbelievable are. how it's really like good. how he actually manages to make them like super interesting. Uh, I think the most recent one is about this German Mario Kart speedrunner who's trying to hold a, uh, the track record in every single track, in all 32 tracks. I think the closest he's ever gotten was like 31 out of 32 because there's this team of like five other speedrunners who are like constantly making sure he doesn't hit that 32 out of 32. And it's like, it's very interesting. I, I've only dabbled in like video game uh YouTube videos because a, a, fr- a friend of mine and a guest on your show before Libby Watson is big into this the speed run yeah. videos speed yeah. run culture um, but usually if I watch a, a video about video games it's like about the weird conspiracy you know those iceberg videos where it's like they have the meme of an iceberg and the deeper you go the like the more fucked up things you discover right. about the game in yeah. its development or whatever <laughs> and there's one on Mario 64 and it's like, I don't know, there's all these different bits of trivia that aren't really that compelling, but then you get to the bottom. And I don't want to paint with too broad a brush about video game uh, people. Like, No, do that, please. They all listen please to this do. show. Yeah. They're fucking very nerds. Uh, but, but I'm not really... I have an Xbox now because COVID hit, and I was like, I'll regress, and I'll play Halo again. You know? <laughs> I'll regress. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I happily admit that, but, but I don't know a lot of... Honestly, I don't know a lot about like video games at all, but watching these videos is funny because these are people who are pretty good at you know this particular whatever art form or pastime so they're you know they know a lot about coding and they know a lot about like whatever memory capacity about the the lore of each game and history but in the conspiracy conspiracy videos they're like you know did did uh nintendo rip off this this game from a smaller developer and then they'll give quotes and it's like a quote by the smaller developer being like yeah we always thought the games were similar but you know i don't know it's a good game and then it's like well if they ripped it off Someone would sue. There'd yeah. be like a legal thing, but these, it's like they don't think about the real world. They don't understand how the real world works so often. So they have these conspiracies that are just like kind of invented out of just not knowing why a company would sue another company if there was copyright infringement. It has to be a dark secret that if you like go to level 48, you'll discover that actually Mario was originally the model for Croc or, yeah. uh, you know, and it's just like a strange way to think about conspiracies compared to you know all the QAnon shit that we have now it's like it's it's very low stakes but i've seen a couple of those videos as well and at the bottom of the iceberg it says that each copy of mario 64 is personally it's personally made for you so like it has an ai system that's adapting to like you (laughs) and designs the game that way in real time (laughs) it is it's pretty intense and i don't think it's true but it's a slippery slope watching video game stuff on youtube because like i think i've got the algorithm tuned enough that like because you can you can say like oh i don't want this video recommended to me i don't like this channel and it's it's generally pretty good about not showing you insane shit after that but like if i'm watching enough like speedrun videos i will start getting like gamergate style stuff where it's just it's some like freak in front of like 5,000 old Super Nintendo game cases, and he's complaining that the uh, English version of this Japanese fighting game, you can't see a teenage girl's asshole anymore. And he's just, like, <laughs> losing his fucking mind for, like, 45 minutes. And so that's... It's, it's a problem. You have to be really careful watching 
video game stuff on YouTube because you will get recommended just the the worst of the worst stuff. Yes. I think the biggest problem with like YouTube in general is that it's just so and and like just going down rabbit holes in general is that it's so easy to make a good looking video. So yep. it like sucks you in because you you know we grew up in an era where the only good stuff was on TV. You couldn't make a good you couldn't make a good video thing if you tried. It wasn't possible even in the early days of the internet. People would try to do these video series but they sucked shit unless they were animated. They looked like garbage. Like now you can make something on YouTube that looks exactly like a TV show with the same production values and everything. And so it's so easy to get sucked down this rabbit hole because you're like, it's like, oh, wow, this video is so well shot. This information must be good. This yeah, must be yeah. amazing information. And then, yeah, it's just like Stefan said, it's actually like 19 different instances where they think you can see Mario's cock uh, yeah. in the, across the Mario. Well, that stuff franchise is fine, but there's worse stuff out there. Oh, okay. Sorry. I didn't realize that that was like a, on the other side of the, you. I think Stefan, you and I, we, we play, we have different lines. Different, yeah. We have different lines for sure. But yeah. Um, yeah. Speaking of conspiracy theories, I don't know if anyone was going to bring us up for a social media update, but the four seasons Trump thing, I wanted to get into that because I <laughs> yeah, have let's a theory. Talk about it. Yeah, I have you, a theory no, for exactly how it happened. Okay. Because um, a lot of people were saying like, oh, they, they booked the wrong one by accident. Or Sorry, whatever. Stefan, can you explain what this situation is? I'm sure like a lot of our listeners probably have never heard of this. So. Well, I don't know. I don't even know what it is. And I'm on the show now. <laughs> so okay. essentially what happened is uh, the Trump campaign uh, was was going to do a big press conference in Philadelphia talking about how they have all this voter fraud evidence, uh, which, you know, they they don't. Um, and Trump tweeted out, we're, we're, we're having this press conference at the Four Seasons Hotel, Philadelphia. And then that tweet got deleted. And then he said, oh, no, the Four Seasons, uh, like, lawn care uh, store. Landscaping, right? And, yeah. And, and, and so it's, it's, like, right off the I-5. Uh, it's right between a crematorium and a dildo store. Yeah. Uh, it, I mean, <clears throat> it, it looked. So the stuff that everyone was saying, oh, they, they, they booked the wrong one by accident. Which I think is impossible. Like, uh, like I, like, I, I it seems impossible. It seems so impossible. They're, to they're do that very by stupid. They're very incompetent. I, I, I don't think it's possible to phone the landscaping company and and think it's a hotel the entire time. So I don't think that's what happened. My theory is that they tried to call the hotel. The hotel told them to fuck off. Uh, so then they were like, "Well, we can probably still trick." president trump into thinking we got the four seasons because trump wasn't going to be at the press conference right. so they 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 called the four seasons landscape company booked it there and they told the president hey we're doing a big uh voter fraud press conference at the four seasons and then he tweeted out that specifically it was the hotel and they're like oh fuck now we have to announce it it's the landscaping company so that's my theory is that they knew it was the landscaping company they tried to trick president trump into thinking it was the hotel it worked. It worked too well. So then he posted, hey, we're doing this at the hotel. And they're like, oh, fuck. OK, I, that's 100 percent what I think happened. Oh, because you think that behind his back, basically, he'd think they were going to a hotel and they would never have to clarify to him, yes. even though the rest of the world would know it wasn't a hotel. He yeah. wouldn't. I, I think, I think they, could, they at least thought that they could they could pull the wool over his eyes for long enough that it wouldn't matter. Right. Yeah. So that's that's my theory. I mean, the press conference itself was very funny when Rudy was up there 
and and all the reporters were like, oh, yeah, uh, they just called the race. And he was like, who just called it? And the reporter was like, oh, uh, everyone. And he just like started flipping out like that was I mean, that was wonderful to see yesterday. Giuliani, Giuliani just as a character, it's like uh, not to plug shamelessly, but we mentioned in our show, Giuliani was once being floated as um, uh, mayor of Baghdad during the American occupation, like the viceroy of of Iraq. And that was pretty funny, like (laughs) at the time, even. But if you because, you know, at that point, he was America's mayor, even though he basically didn't do anything after 9-11. And in fact, you know, was a bad mayor in general. But he had this history of having prosecuted the mob. And, you know, he was this approachable figure in the Republican Party because he was socially liberal or whatever. So he was he was an individual, um, you know, quantity in, in politics. And then 2008, he runs for president and he shit really badly. He was the front runner like the whole time. And then he just mm-hmm. completely crashed immediately. So then it gets kind of funnier that he was ever treated seriously. And then now, like within the past four years of his uh, his RNC speech with his, you know, bedpan, yellow teeth. God, yeah. Poking out at the bottom <sighs> and the top row is completely white and the bottom row is like the Hellraiser. But then <laughs> then he becomes then he becomes like even more deranged and he's doing these loopy like uh, Lionel Hutz routines on Fox News about the law. And it's it's one of the most like meteor meteoroid hitting like crashing into earth uh career trajectories ever and now i guess yeah i didn't see him the other day but i can't even imagine how unhinged he sounds about the about the election yeah i mean i mean it was it was unreal obviously like all the borat stuff too is so funny uh and then uh friend of the show chris james will call rudy like twice a week on on his radio show uh, and just like very easily prank him because Rudy is like a stupid old man who doesn't know yeah. what's going on. And the prank is always about how Rudy married his cousin and like fucked his cousin. Yeah. Uh, and it, it like every single time it works. And like his his radio show is just like so amateurish. And like you can hear him just like like loudly making like old man mouth smacking noises the whole time and like oh, yeah. grunting whenever <laughs> I, he adjusts in his seat. Like I wonder if he's close to like cameo. Uh, uh, availability like could you get rudy giuliani to do a cameo i'm I'm shocked he's not on there yet he will uh, be though now i think because he's got nowhere to go right like now that biden has won like that's the that's the career path for a lot of these fucking republican ghouls they're gonna have nothing left well i think he'll he'll get a show he'll get a show on trump's channel when trump because like that seems to be the inevitable thing is that trump will launch his own tv network of some kind right sure Okay. That's the idea. That's the idea. Um, I don't know if this is too quick a segue, but I actually the uh, cameo reminds me that that is my social media update. My, my social media update. Uh, should we go yeah. to that yet, or is this okay? What a good segue! Boy, was it smooth? Stefan and John are gonna bring you the news. Prepare for a feast of rarefied takes. Terrible tweets from verified greats. They'll bring their personal feed to you with an update on their social 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 media. All right, yeah, this I, is the I, first I time it. the guest has ever segued I, I into uh, into a segment, but it is like around the time of the show when we would do it. So well, I guess I'll I guess I'll allow it. You know, I'm a I'm a producer on my show, so I'm I'm taking over. This is this is now the. Brendan, That's a, this is a real pro right here. I didn't even know uh, that. No, I, I, I just knew we... I knew it was coming up. Uh, but but my my social media update uh, is is a is a sweet one for me because it was my birthday recently. And, Congratulations, uh, me too. When was your birthday? Uh, the twenty eighth of September. Oh, okay, nice. 
um, and uh, my co-host Noah, Noah Colwyn, uh, got me a cameo for for my birthday, and it was um, none other than Kevin Sorbo, who he chose to give me my like a like a birthday wish, and uh, I I I didn't understand what was happening at first because I'm I'm super I I have stuff for today, but I'm usually very not online now. I've, I've really stepped back. So I didn't fully know what Cameo was or what was happening. I'm like, did you pay for this? And he's like, yes, I paid $90 to have, court, to have <laughs> Kevin Sorbo do this. And and I have to say, it was really sweet. Now, Kevin Sorbo, for those who don't know, he was Hercules in the you know uh, kind of corny Hercules uh, live-action TV show in the 90s, I think. Was it the 80s yep. or the 90s? Na- 90s? It was like late 90s. I remember watching yeah. it on, on Saturdays growing it up. Was yeah. like, uh, Zena, Zena. It was like Xena Warrior Princess got big, and they were like, how could we do this with a man? Yeah. Oh, that was an offshoot of Xena. I think so. I feel like Xena came first. I yeah, could be I wrong. feel like they had crossover episodes, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, me too. It was yeah. it was like a next generation DS9 uh situation yeah. where they were both running at the same time eventually. Okay. Well, I'm yeah, gonna, so I'm gonna keep... look it up here and I'll I'll let Please. you know. You you keep talking, Brendan, and I'll, I will give you guys this important update. Yeah, because I don't wanna I mean I'm I'm making a fool out of myself if he went through the trouble of reading this this twenty second script and then I'm getting his whole career wrong. I don't want that to happen. <laughs> But he was Hercules, and then and then the last time I remember seeing him in anything was the God's Not Dead movies, yeah. uh, where he plays, or maybe just the first one where he plays a professor who makes children renounce God uh, in the you know the Obama uh, Obama's America, um, and he was you know that's like a pretty right wing movie, but I don't know if he's a right winger so much as like Christian. He oh, he okay, okay, he is. Yeah. Well, that's yeah, that's he's interesting. Nuts. Because what Manoa made him say was, um, he's like, you know, congrats, Brendan. He's and he's saying that your thirties are going to be a blast. Well, because I turned thirty, and he's like, um, I, I, uh, uh, you're, you're, sorry, you can edit this out. Um, oh, Noah made him say, uh, at some point, thanks to Allah's great love, the podcast is successful and you're doing well. And he sort of stumbled there, and he said like. <laughs> Um, he looked very uncomfortable because he was like, oh, Allah, or, or does he mean God? Because I think it's all the same God, you know? I mean, isn't that what wars are about is, you know, like there's one. And he's like trying to not offend, uh, I think, what he thinks is like Muslim people getting mad at him for for not wanting to say Allah. But he's also not like going on a right wing, a right wing screed against Islam either. He's like trying to be Pollyanna about it. Yeah. So he just kind of does this weird jujitsu around like having to say that line, which I'm sure Noah knew would make him uncomfortable. But he gets out of it and he and he reads the rest of the script. And honestly, I thought he did great. And it, and he was very charismatic and nice. And everyone in the comments was kind of like, "Oh, he looks like shit." And I, I don't. I just want to say I don't agree with that. He's like 50. I think he's looking fairly good. And I yeah. thought it was a he. It was a nice little. It was a nice little clip. So I had a very nice uh, early October just on that that vibe from from. We posted it on the show account of uh, Kevin Sorbo giving me a, a cameo shout out. We do have. I, I don't know if uh, we have the the cameo for John from from Becca who, who oh, got John yeah. a, a cameo birthday gift. Great uh, so segue. We, we could we could we were sh- supposed to play that on the show. Today, we could watch yeah. that here. I will also say that I got not a cameo from Kevin Sorbo. Yeah, I was going to say this is a big Kevin Sorbo like predated. Yeah, cameo. this is pre cameo. This is a website called Celeb VM Celeb Video Message dot com. Oh. And this was back in like 2017 or early 2018. And it was, uh, I got him, uh, for, for, for Jesse, for, for, uh, from, you know, from the golf Kings and and YKS, 
I got Kevin Sorbo to read a script about how Jesse had gone missing uh, and, and say like, hashtag, please come home, Jesse, and like hold up a piece of paper that said, come home, Jesse. And like he he got into it, you know, like he's a pro when it comes to the yeah. cameos. So Yes, yes. I thought he did great. Uh, and you should yeah book book him for anyone out there. You need a good cameo because that, that's funny that he already kind of had a cameo gig before because he is the kind of celebrity that would do that before it was even invented yet. Like that's his yeah. main you know, uh, yeah. resurgence. it's him and like, uh, Dean Kane, I think is in the same sort sure. of, uh, oh, yeah. wheelhouse. Sure. sure. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. That's a big Dean Kane move. Uh, so, uh, so Hercules actually did come out before Xena, but they came ah. out in the same year okay. and Xena appeared in an episode of Hercules to like promote the launch of Xena warrior princess. So, right. but they were both, they were both released in 95. So. But it seems those, like those Xena, are great shows. just to Xena give you that had, timeline. Xena had the bigger cultural impact. It seems though, I think we, so. We couldn't yeah. even like recall which one came first. And like Hercules, it's like, are you talking about the Disney movie? Are you talking about the Yeah. Well yeah. and like Lucy Lawless still gets work. Exactly. Yeah. And Kevin Sorbo. And Zena had Canada, the so. like the disc that she would throw as well. Remember the bladed disc? I mean, I don't remember yeah. what sort of weapon Hercules had at all. Like a sword, I guess, maybe. He probably just well, Wasn't a sword. he just strong? He's yeah. just like a strong He's just dude, a strong right? guy, just I guess. Beats the yeah. shit out of people. Yeah. yeah. You know, that's, so that's weird. Fine. A little bit of a six degrees because Hercules. Okay, so Kevin Sorbo turns right wing and is in the religious movies. I'm pretty sure James Woods is in one of those movies. Not that God's Not Dead, but another like Obama's America movie. And he was Hades in the Hercules Disney film. And uh, that's true. Actually, quite entertaining uh, in that movie um, before he had his giant right wing. Uh, freaking I need to check his timeline because I have to assume it's it's just uh, oh, it's it's going to be intense right now. Yes, it's uh, I mean, be- Six Degrees from James Woods as well is the cameo I got for John last week for his birthday. Uh, was from Joey's <laughs> World Tour, fast food review guy, oh, who, a guy. Uh, if you go to his Twitter page, it's just like links to his YouTube videos of him eating just like the nastiest shit in his car and yeah. then replies to James Woods where he's like, uh, all, all those unborn babies. Uh, I oh, mean, this is no. a disaster he's for a the He's a right winger, Joey's World Tour? Oh, he's a, he is, he's nuts. He's insane. He's, all his replies are like Jenna Jameson, and James Woods. I didn't and, know that. I did yeah, not know that. It's unreal. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Joey's a Joey's a not a good guy. Yeah. Okay. Which is why I mean we've given which him a lot of money for cameos. Four hundred dollars of our money. Yeah. It's always important to good for you guys to help those in need. But we do uh, have a cameo for uh, for John from from Becca uh, and. Uh, this cameo, I'll, I'll say who it's Becca's from. Becca's my John. girlfriend, by the yeah. way. Yeah, uh, so I'll, okay. I'll say who this cameo is from. It's from uh, adult film actress Eva Long. Yes, I. You know when Becca last week, we didn't do it on the show because I think you got you and Dan made an executive decision that it was too much for Carla, our yeah. very sweet guest. <laughs> Uh, so I don't know if that's an indictment of you, Brendan, but she was like, you know, if the if the guest uh, this yeah. week is like, you know, maybe more fine with like. Uh, you know adult film cameos and i was like oh yeah i think brendan will be fine with that i'm okay so. with it we'll see how it goes Eva long it? is like low-key one of the best people on cameo. she's the queen of cameo she yeah. is so she's like a porn star but she's like barely in any porns like if you look her up she's not she's not like a really well-known porn star although she has like a lot of twitter followers i think because of cameo mm. but her whole thing is like she will read virtually anything you send her, but in a like porn star voice. So like one of the like really funny ones we found once was she was like congratulating someone on opening a soup kitchen, 
but she's like in a bra and underwear and like flashing the camera in her asshole basically and be like that's her main move is she'll like she'll have the camera up top in like a selfie view and then she'll be like okay i'm gonna give you a booty shake and then she she's wearing underwear <laughs> but she'll take the camera and she'll put it in between her legs and then just like shake her ass a little bit so she's like oh miles congratulations on the opening of your new soup kitchen. I bet you're such a great man. And I've always wanted to volunteer at a soup kitchen. So maybe I can come and volunteer at your soup. Like she's just so you can it's get great. her to do she's anything and she'll, yeah, she's the best. So I'm yeah. excited for this. This is so, great. Dan, here we go. Well, hey there, John. Oh. Oh. Happy birthday to you. Happy 35th birthday. Big, strong, professional curler. Mm, that's so sexy. Keeping your rocks and brooms in order and hurrying hard. You know what we love, Beck and I? Mm, we love you in those tight pants. <laughs> right? I don't have any pants on. Mm, Beck and I say happy birthday. Mm, come get us, but you have to wear those pants. Mm, mwah. Wow. Thank you, Eva. Thank you, Becca. I like that she did the thing I told you she was going to do. Of course, yeah. Yeah. And do you have tight curling pants? I mean, yeah, I guess. Like, the the pants we wear on the ice, uh, we wear, like, these Lululemon. Okay. Uh, not, like, leggings, but they're, obviously, but they're, like, uh, yeah, they're a pretty tight. They're tight around the, the butt. And, I mean, we've spoken on the show before about my butt, so. Yeah. I know yeah. that Becca was, like... I know when Becca came to watch me curl for the first time, she was, she enjoyed that part of it. So, so she tells me, I don't know anything. Yeah. You guys are all uncomfortable. You're like, what do you say? This is just your <laughs> girlfriend says your butt's nice. <laughs> this is one of the more like intimate, uh, like pieces of media I've had to be on mic to just <laughs> see someone get. I mean, it's, I'm, I loved it. I just, I, yeah, I don't know quite what to say except congrats <laughs> thank you thank you i knew i yeah. just knew as soon as you said eva long i'm like guaranteed she will say uh that she wants to have a threesome with becca and i i knew that was going to be in there for sure you don't even yeah. have to ask her for that she just that's a that's a given so i did like that she included herself come get us that was yes. a nice little because we it was did an insinuation you know it wasn't even like over the top she just kind of kept dropping us like we love this you know so you yes. get the idea obviously and that's what she's good she's really good at that kind of stuff and she's very like we did uh we got one for past guest ivan decker because he was getting married and we were we so we told her that ivan and his future wife wanted to have a threesome on their wedding night and if she had any advice and then like of course most of her advice was just like oh i wish it could be me i want to come to your wedding and be your be your third you know or whatever not strictly <laughs> advice but uh you know yeah not still... strictly advice but it's a nice offer i guess yeah. i don't know you know it's very yeah. you you definitely get cuz we for a while we had a listener who essentially not hacked cameo but figured out that they had some very large holes in their code uh so stefan and i were actually able for a while to see uh, not only private cameos, but the actual instructions that people were giving to the to the people on sure. cameo, we could see it all. And so, so many of Eva's are like 
horny guys who get her to like announce their fantasy football league winner and then she's just like oh whoever wins your league should fuck me or whatever and then they'll like sit they'll do a follow-up cameo kind of being like oh really like it's okay so what you know tell us more about how you want to have sex with the winner of this i mean the 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 slippery slope to just like one-on-one fendom Yes, there is is pretty pretty clear that that road is very much open because you could just keep paying and oh and that happens a lot yeah I I guess it's yeah yeah that's if I don't think for Sorbo but I I think if you (laughs) if you handle it the right way if you got the right kind of brand on there that's probably what it is functionally. (laughs) Sorbo's a low-key findom for sure. Maybe I'm speaking too soon. I have no idea what he's requests he's getting. I, and I hope I, I don't, you know, we don't need to go into it, but he could be tearing it up on there, showing his asshole. I don't know. Doesn't seem like Hercules his asshole. I mean, yeah, that would, I mean, go, I mean, that would definitely, if he did, if Ke- I will say this, if you got a cameo from Kevin Sorbo and he did the evil long booty shake, that well, would go viral. I mean, yeah. it would go huge. People He'd would probably be it. more comfortable doing that than saying more, um, you know, stuff about Islam. Honestly. Yeah, that's definitely yeah. true. That's definitely yeah. true. Stefan, what's Testing. going on in your social media? Well, uh, the Trump campaign has set up a voter fraud hotline for people to uh, call in, leave messages, uh, to, e- to email them uh, with with instances of voter fraud, which, of course, uh, completely overblown, uh, didn't happen. Uh, all uh, total bullshit. And I believe, if I had to guess, I would say 90% of the calls they have been getting are uh, pranks uh, and and people laughing at them, uh, people making fun of them. Uh, it's it's wonderful. It's just, it's, it is a very nice image to think about uh, this, like, uncomfortably hot room filled with, like, 50, you know, Trump interns. Uh, just every time the phone rings, they know they're going to get yelled at. Uh, and it has gotten to the point now where... They've been doing this for, I guess, like three days now, uh, that if you call them now, they will tell you that, oh, hey, by the way, the Secret Service is monitoring these calls uh, as as a way to just a total empty threat uh, as a way to uh, get people to stop calling them, basically. Yeah, because that's what we know. If we know one thing about the Secret Service, that is their job. Their job is actually to go away from the White House and track leads (laughs) and, uh, you know, go after people. That's what most people are saying about the Secret Service. uh, it's, It's just very funny because... But by saying that, they're they're just implying like, well, the voter fraud thing is is total bullshit because obviously the Secret Service would be focusing on the voter fraud stuff and not on the uh, the crank calls. But you know, nevertheless, uh, I've I've called them a couple times. Uh, you know, some friends of the show have have called them. Uh, JF called them and said that Trump got him pregnant and nutted in him without a condom. No. Um, DB called in and just played a big farting sound effect and then asked them, "Hey, uh, who won the election?" Uh, you know, another friend called in and this is my favorite one. And, uh, and they said, Oh, so, uh, have you seen any voter fraud? And he was like, Nope, haven't seen any voter fraud. Uh, just like a total waste of time for them. Uh, it's, it's very good. But Dan, I sent you, uh, a recording of, of, uh, a call and we can play this now. Uh, and it's just, it's very cathartic. Thank you for calling Donald J. Trump election war room. Please hold for the next available agent. Our movement. Trump National War Room. Hi, is this a voter fraud hotline? Uh, yes, it is. What state are you in, please? Uh, I'm in Pennsylvania, and I actually just uh, shit my pants. I need some help with that. I got to in my diaper. 
just the immediate hang up. Uh, it's, it is weird to me because I don't know what they think is going to happen. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like what is the next step? Like, so say you call for real, you know, yeah. and you're like, oh, I, I live in Philadelphia and I saw a postal worker dumping letters in the sewer. Yeah. Right? Like, that's, wh- I mean, like, that's the, 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 yeah, the best case scenario for them <clears throat> is that some stupid hog calls them and says that they saw a, a TV news truck being unloaded and, and mistook the camera for a, a bag of ballots. Like, that's yeah. the best case scenario. It really what it is is that they want. Uh, more examples of like their victimhood, you know, like I, they, yeah, I think right. they do sort of deep down want the prank calls because they want to be like, oh, everyone's against us. Everyone hates us, you know. Sure, sure. Um, but I would suggest still calling in. It's very funny. Yeah. Yeah. I it mean, just you- seems weird to me. Like, I don't know what they're like. What is the follow up? Like, so you say that they go, OK, where was the sewer? Where was the yeah. who like what's like? They're they're not going to do anything. So it doesn't even, like even if you are a Trump person who thinks voter fraud is happening, I mean, I guess you're already very stupid, but you'd have to be pretty fucking stupid to think that, like, calling a phone number is going to do anything at all. Yeah. Yeah. A, a, a hotline where people can basically call you up 24-7 and either mislead you or openly mock you, it, it, it is usually, though, the first step of a coup that where in which you take over the entire military <laughs> apparatus and the government. So I think we shouldn't be making light of it. I think that we should look at the examples in history where... This happened, and it's clearly the next step is he takes over. So <laughs> look at, just read, you know, look at Chile, look at um, Argentina. This is what happens. And I yeah. just remember everyone saying, this is, he's going to do a coup. And now they can't even not get people telling them that, like, you know, the, the voter fraud is, is in my diaper or whatever. Like, they can't, even, that's what they're doing now to somehow save face. And apparently today I saw, like, this is just reported and who knows, but uh, the, like now even Melania and like his family are trying to tell him like, look, we need to find a way to, to accept this and, and give up and go home, you know, which it'll be interesting to see how he kind of rhetorically does that eventually. Cause he's not going to concede. He's never going to just like openly concede. I don't think no. that's the same thing as like doing a coup, but he's never going to say the words, but maybe he'll just say like, my companies need me, you know, and like I need to, I'm done with all yeah. this. He'll this say bullshit. he'll say he's he's doing it for for the good of like patriots out there and the, and the good Maybe. of the country and you know all this stupid bullshit and people will lap it up and then yeah, yeah he'll start he'll he'll keep doing his rallies or he'll start a TV channel or whatever it is but he's gonna just keep grifting these people until he dies. Well, that'll be interesting because uh, actually in 2016 I was still a media reporter or I wrote about a little bit of media a little bit of politics I was still a quote unquote journalist blue check you know the whole thing. And uh, I was one of the things I was assigned to write about uh, was the then likely possibility that when Trump lost in 2016, uh, that he would begin a a media company to compete with Fox or create a new, you know, generation of of conservative media. And I I actually thought it was somewhat unlikely, not because I thought he was going to win, but because it actually takes a lot of work even in that grift area to, to make, to stick that landing. And he absolutely could, if anyone could, he could. But I looked at three examples, which are interesting to remember. And one was because I'm looking at like candidates who ran on some kind of right wing populist message, who then thought they could turn those people rightfully turn those people into an email list of, of just nonstop money uh, and, uh, and uh, exploitation. And I looked at Herman Cain, RIP, which, you know, extra irony there, given that, Trump literally murdered him in like a very, <laughs> very like uh, d- d- detached way, but is clearly responsible for his death. 
Um, and he, you know, was like this real, he had this real surge in the 2012 election and then he died down and, but he rightfully again thought that he could make some money out of these email lists. And he tried to do a cane TV, I think twice and it just never got off the ground and it remained like his website basically. And it was sort of, you know, no, no one, no one cared. Then Sarah Palin, uh, tried to do it and I think got further along, I think OAN read her like show and then there was talk of her like doing her own totally different like channel. And then she was on reality TV. So she comes kind of in TV a little bit, but never had the enthusiasm. And we forget she had a she had a lot of enthusiasm on the the, the hard right of the party, you know, um, for the years following 2008. But again, nothing really happened. And then finally, I looked at Glenn Beck. He was never a candidate, but that sim a similar style of like they're taking your country away from you. We're bringing people back together who believe in the real America, blah, blah. It wasn't quite as as quite as quite openly racist as Trump, but it was pretty close. And he was doing those yeah. chalkboards, you know, back back during Fox. Um, yeah. And, and he, even he failed to do it. The Blaze is basically dead. You know, that was, his, that was his website that was going to, his stated purpose was to kind of compete with Fox News in the new, yeah. the, the new generation. And so I think if anyone could beat all of those losers, it's probably Trump at, at, at that game. But I, I'm skeptical that he'll even get it off the ground. Uh, we'll have to see. Yeah, and and Glenn, didn't Glenn Beck try and do the pivot in 2016 or 2015, like the anti-Trump pivot yes. with like Samantha B and yes. like he went on her show during like Christmas time last year and like they had tea together. But then he went back to saying like ah, I'm still kind of with Trump because you know whatever these immigrants or these liberals or you know they're they're still pissing me off. And then it made her look like you know correctly look like a real a real dum dum forever having that guy on your show to break bread. But yeah, he flirted. He, he's just been lost, you know, like he doesn't know where to go now that Trump has the, the Trump stuff and the QAnon stuff has like totally left him in the dust as far as being the only conspiratorial right winger in town. Yeah. I, I think I saw, he was talking about how, you know, if Biden wins, then it's, it's like Satan winning or, or something like that, which just seems so like quaint. Yeah. Compared to all the stuff that's like actually out there. Like, I mean the, the QAnon stuff, especially um, is like, it, the, it, I've been looking at some of the QAnon stuff since since like yesterday, and it's all it's still just you know trust trust the process. Trust it. It's you're being it's, impatient. Uh, it's, things have just been shifted, and the big thing now that everyone is posting is uh, oh well, Al Gore thought he was president for 37 days, and they're posting photoshopped uh, headlines from like Florida newspapers that say uh, you know President uh, Al Gore Al Gore wins the presidency, and it's just right. well, massive amounts of cope. On the flip side of that we can't call it cope, but we can call it also pathetic is like there were libs posting proudly posting Gore's concession speech uh, to say like, this is what a real man does with what Trump <laughs> should be doing. But it's like, we should remember that they did steal it from Gore that year. I mean, yeah. Gore won the election and we all just decided that I guess until now that, that that's normal and that this is how it works. It wasn't just the electoral college. They, I'm sure you're, you know, most of your listeners probably know like that was a, an outright, I mean, the state in which they had to do all their shenanigans was the state that George W. Bush's brother was the governor of. Yeah, it was it was as clear as day as you could probably get. But Gore still folded, which he shouldn't have done. I don't care about the Democratic Party, but like, you know, on any kind of, you know, meaningful fight against clear election fraud and theft, he shouldn't have done that. And they're all but the libs are like posting it as like this is when, you know, this is when we were proud is when we were openly saying we're losers and uh, not even putting up a fight. So there's like yeah. two different doses of that 2000 um, 
example being thrown around by by either side, both of whom don't look great, which is why it's important to just be cool and uh, not like anybody and don't care about anything. Like South Park taught me. That's what Absolutely. I. That's what I'm about. Yeah, I don't care about yeah. it. I mean, it's it's funny uh, with the uh, with with everyone you know worried that that Trump was going to. You know, use. I mean, he still could try, I guess, but use the the courts and everything, and and try and pull like a Florida two thousand. But like, he would have to do that in like four or five states. Yeah, and with, he's he's like surrounded himself with just these incompetent buffoons. Like, yeah, I mean, it's written it in crayon. Everything he's done so far is like Crayola, you know, uh, complaints, and it's being shot down. And like again, I think he'll try shenanigans. The most the most convincing and valid thing is that his supporters will go too far in the streets like that could happen and there could be bad stuff coming out of that but yeah. uh no i mean it's like in 2016 he didn't expect to 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 win the only other time i've seen him more miserable is when he won in 2016 it was like oh fuck this yeah. job sounds hard and he's like in the photos with obama looking like he just you know uh made an accident and that <laughs> was because he didn't re realize he'd win and this time they weren't even really prepared to steal it if he lost uh because they're doing the the jerky boys you know hotline basically where they're just getting owned every every hour right now so yeah yeah john what's going on, on your social media well uh just to prove that we can't have anything good in 2020 the day after trump loses the election uh we lost our friend alex trebek today mm -hmm. uh so that uh fucking sucks ass and uh yeah you know it's funny because well it's not funny but i think that Whenever like celebrities die and people get really, you know, we've talked about it on the show a bunch before people get all weird about celebrities dying and, and how it like really affected and really hit them and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I've always been like, ah, come on, you know, you didn't know the person you didn't like how much of this is performative. This just seems, you know, like, come on. But like Alex Trebek legitimately sucks. Like it really fucking sucks. I feel like this might be the only celebrity death in my life that I get like emotional about. Not that I cried or anything, but it was just like. I just knew like we knew it was coming, but it still yeah. just didn't make it any better today. Yeah. It just he's just such a he seems like such a great guy. We've had some amazing Jeopardy moments with him. Obviously, Jeopardy is one of my favorite shows. It just uh, yeah, it just sucks. But you do have some very good clips of him. Yes, exactly. Uh, so I, that's where the social one, one media comes in. Yeah. One thing he is known for is uh, whenever there was like a bad Jeopardy anecdote, uh, just like absolutely him shitting on the person who yeah. told the story. Well, and uh, the one it, thing is that he was so good at kind of doing it subtly. Like yes. it was never, he never made the person. I don't think even in the, even in one of the ones we're going to hear, which is probably the harshest one he ever did. <laughs> even then there's still like a playfulness that I don't think anyone who got made fun of by him in those scenarios would have left the interaction feeling like, wow, Alex was such a dick to me. Like yeah. he was very good at like, charmingly dunking on you. Well, do you yeah. remember? Do you guys remember also even in the fictional realm when he cameoed on Cheers? I don't know if any any other Cheers heads here, but uh, I'm I I just my mind went straight to the one because Cliff Clavin gets on Jeopardy, which is you know like the summation of his whole existence. He's Mr. Bar Trivia guy, and then like all the categories, it's like he's a mailman. And it's like stamps and the bar trivia and like beer and it's like everything's lined up for him and he's doing great and then at the very end he doesn't know like there's these three actors that they the, you know you have to name their characters and he doesn't know what any of them like the, the right answer so he just says three people who have never been in my kitchen because technically that's correct and then Alex <laughs> Trebek has to like break it to him that that's not 
that's not a that's not the right answer. You can't have the money. <laughs> and he has like he has like a big outburst, but then later in the episode, Trebek goes to the bar and like quietly calms Cliff down and like says like, you know, um I think he says something like he gives him like a kind of a pity prize or something, but even in that even in that fictional example, he's he's coming from the right place. You know where Trebek's coming from and he always I'm sure parts with every guest with a a nice smile and a handshake and and they don't feel uh, like they like he owned them in front of everybody. Totally. Totally. So here so we're going to do a we're going to do a few examples of Alex owning people uh over over the years and I think you know, Stefan you and I have been doing this podcast a long time. We're both in the sort of comedy space. Uh I think if I died and people were just uh openly like celebrating the times I dunked on people. That's like a pretty sick legacy. That's good. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> Basically, people are like, Alex is super classy, super generous, super smart and great at dunking on people. <laughs> and you're like, well, that's a pretty fucking awesome legacy. Um, so, Dan, I don't know what order uh, we're going to do these in. Um, but if you. OK, so uh, then that will I will go look at that right now. That will help me set it up. Um, okay, so this is the, uh, I mean, this is the very first one, which is, uh, I think probably his most famous dunk, I believe. Uh, and this is where one of the contestants on the show, uh, tells him that, uh, she is a, a nerd core rapper. Uh, and, uh, this is, uh, Alex's response. I think it's very fun. It's called Nerdcore Hip Hop. It's Nerdcore Hip Hop. Yes. Um, it's uh, people who identify as nerdy, rapping about the things they love, video games, science fiction, having a hard time meeting romantic partners, you know. <laughs> it's really catchy and fun. Losers, in other words. Well, <laughs> I teasing you. There it is. Uh, God, that's so fucking funny. It's but funny because I think that Alex didn't have that teed up until she said the like we rap about not having romantic partners, and yeah, then Alex was like, yeah. "Okay, this is like you're a, like because the thing is too." Okay, I have watched Jeopardy my whole life. I have never. I mean, the interview segment is so bad. Most of the anecdotes are awful. They make no sense. And they also don't make sense in the in the sense that like a lot of times you're like, this is your story. Like this is your one shot on Jeopardy to tell yeah. like a humorous short little story. And this is all you have. Like, it's so funny to me. Uh, but yeah, like that one was just so particularly great and funny to me. Yeah, I, I, I love that one. And I think the one we have next is this is something that would occasionally happen is whenever a sports category would come up and the contestants were just like missing every single one of them. Trebek would usually comment on on that. And this is maybe my favorite instance. This of is that. the best example of it. And this yeah. one also pisses me off because like I always feel like if I get on Jeopardy, there won't be a sports category yeah. and I want it so bad. Like I know all of the answers in this category. The questions are they're, so fucking easy. They're so easy, you know, and you're like, Oh my God. I mean, maybe the $1,000 question is like something people wouldn't know, but the yeah. rest are like, come on. But yeah, this is great. Uh, you go ahead, Dan. Uh, football 200. Your choice, do or don't name this play in which the quarterback runs the ball and can choose to pitch it to another back. It's an option play. 
Ryan? <laughs> you can tell right away by the way he says it's an option play. He knows. This yeah. <laughs> it's only one question, but he knows. With this team. Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> Dallas Cowboys. Uh, do you think we should go to commercial? <laughs> Ryan? Take it out of 600. Okay, by signaling for one of these, a returner can reel in a kick without fear of getting tackled. Fair catch. <laughs> Two clues left, Ryan. 800. These penalties are simultaneous violations by the offense and defense that cancel each other out. And they are called offsetting penalties. Let's look at the uh, $1,000 clue just for the fun of it. <laughs> As Minneapolis's U.S. Bank Stadium prepares to host Super Bowl 52, I'm looking at the Ring of Honor with names from this defensive line that took the Vikings to four Super Bowls. If you guys ring in and get this one, I will die. <laughs> Who are the purple people eaters? We're going to take a break. I have to talk to them. Uh... I love that one because he, they don't even ring the beep for the last one. Yep. They, they don't even do the boop, boop, yeah. boop. They just, he's just like, whatever. Alex <laughs> is rolling with it. Yep. And you, it is one you have to see because I think Alex correctly notes after the $200 clue, like they don't even look like they're close to knowing the answer. So that's why I think Alex feels so comfortable right away being like, oh boy, we're, it's, they're not going to get any of these. So that kicked ass. Uh, we have one more contestant interview one here. Uh, this one is this one is great because Alex almost never broke. It was really hard to break him, even if you were joking with him. And this girl actually got him to break, and it was really good. Sykes Jambon. Hi. French for ham from Rochester. Had a pygmy goat in college. Why? Uh, for the cuteness factor. Yeah. Well, there are a lot of other things that are cute. How about a little cat? I had a little cat, and one time my little goat, ate, goat ate a chunk of it, her fur. She didn't enjoy that. No. Billy also enjoyed eating a lot of things, like a three-wick candle, an entire bag of Hershey Kisses, and unfortunately, he met his demise by eating a bag of Quickcrete. <laughs> wait, wait a minute. Was it a 60-pound or an 80-pound bag? <laughs> Alex, you're being insensitive. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> uh, uh, AJ, I don't want to talk to you. Uh, who's in charge here? You have to go to the board. Make a make right. I can't uh, let's go with that. Uh, you can't not follow so that. Gay. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah, that one's so, so good. I love yeah. the. I love that he's just like I'm not even talking to yeah, you. He's just yeah, like, let's done. move on. Yeah, yeah, that was awesome. Uh, so yeah, rest in peace to a true legend, a king. Alex Trebek, and, uh, you know, there's no other way to roll out of that. We just got to move on to our block tale. What did you tweet? You brought receipts. Block tale. Woo! No longer can see the post. It's a block tale. Woo! You probably deserved it. It's a block tale. Okay, Brendan, uh, this is this is on you. What's uh, what do you have for us? Yeah, I I, uh, I was a little intimidated when you guys asked me to come on because it's obviously I, I love the show and I knew we'd had 
a nice time chatting. But obviously, at a certain point, if you've been online for a while, it, it's sort of hard to actually recall all the people that have that have blocked you. And there's no like list. You've, if you're a rascal like uh, the present company, <laughs> you've probably racked up a lot of a lot of people. And the only way of really knowing that someone's blocked you is if you try to click on you know their their stuff, and then it you get the notification. Um, I have a cold, by the way. I'm not like coked out i've just keep sniffing <laughs> the mic i'm not going to go i mean in. i wasn't really worried about that but now well, that you I bring it sniffing, up i keep sniffing directly into the mic and i and i know you know what conclusions people will draw but um <laughs> that's all not the blowback success has gone to his head yeah, blowback blow am, I, am right? I right what a scandal uh, read between the lines but uh so i i was thinking at first i was just racking my brains and the only real the only real time I've noticed I've been blocked lately was when uh, I was apparently, this isn't my blocked story, but I was apparently recently blocked by Billie Eilish. And I... Wow. Wait, no, no, sorry. Not not, not Billie Eilish. Uh, Billie Eichner. Billie Eichner. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, I, don't think I've, I don't think I've been blocked by, uh, by, by Billie Eilish, but Billie Eichner. Uh, I, I was blocked by, and I, I don't know why I was going to click on one of his tweets, but... I tried and I was blocked and I've never, I don't think I've ever spoken about him and I don't think I don't follow him. What must have happened, I guess, is that, you know, like I, I get the sense he's a very like blue, no matter who celeb yeah. type of guy. And then he might have seen one of my tweets and said, well, I never want to see something like that again. I'm going to block it. That, that's the only explanation I have because I was really befuddled by that. But that's not much of a story. So I didn't I didn't choose that the one. The one good um, part about Billy, though, is he'll unblock you for a dollar. Is that true? No, it's a little Billy on the street bit that I was just oh, doing right okay. there. Well, um, that that I, joke I, was for about I'll I'll say seventeen percent of our listeners. Um, well, I uh, I was bummed out about that, but most you know, it's just it's not a story. Um, so I had to think back, and my block story is probably going to be a conservative comedian. Steven Crowder. Yes. Yeah, there we go. Oh. oh, he's a recurring character on this podcast. Oh, is that true? Okay. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Well, so this is wonderful. So you're this one might choosing this story though might have the effect of making me look worse than the hateful <laughs> person who blocked me. Uh but you know, we're I I'm I'm a little bit comforted because this week is the week of like Trump's loss where the Schadenfreude is high and everyone's just kind of getting off on seeing bad people uh, cry and feel bad. So if I do have a week to to do this one, it's probably now because that's the yep. that's the feeling out there. Um, and before I get to the you know actual reason I got blocked, like I suppose for context, most of your listeners might know Crowder. He is pretty washed up now, but at one point he was like a rising star in the theoretical space of conservative comedy, and he was on Fox News and you know other shows and like YouTube shows and podcasts and. Uh, right-wing media at large. He was young. He knew how to do that kind of like twee jump cut comedy where you're, you, you, I'm sure you guys know the thing I'm talking about that kind of uh, has everything speeding by so that jokes aren't actually even that necessary. It's more like this funny vibe that you're yeah. supposed to just swallow. Um, and I say all that about him being washed up now, although he was just on Megyn Kelly's new show or he's going to be on <sighs> Megyn Kelly's new show. She's also washed up, but maybe they'll both make a comeback together. I don't know. But that was his, like, when this happened, that's who he was. So on YouTube, his comedy was the was that style we just mentioned, but basically just, like, videos about hating Islam uh, or, you know, like, making fun of trans people, usually by him getting into a dress. He loves that. 
Uh, and then there's one video where he like hires day laborers and just makes fun of them while he drives Jesus them around. Christ. Just like, you know, the zero humor, all hate, not not even like transgressive or subversive that like could make you, you know, like it, it shocks you. I think he's obviously trying to shock people into going yeah, like just well, punching down. Like, yeah, like there's nothing shocking about it. It's just you just think how unpleasant he is and how pathetic he, he looks in trying to get a rise out of people by doing this sort of stuff. And then on stage, the few times I think he's been on stage, um, it's him at like a college, but it feels like a high school so that's like his audience, you know. I don't think he's done many real clubs or gigs. Uh, famously, one time he was on that Fox show Red Eye, where they have like you know comedians come on. Uh, and Amy Schumer, I think, famously was just like, "You're not a comedian." Like he's he's trying to be quick, and she it's early her like it's she she it's like in 2012 or something or 10. Yeah. And she just turns to him. He's like, I, "I don't mean to be me, like rude, but like no one thinks of you as a comedian. Like I'm, I'm more working comedian. You, no one thinks of you as a comedian." And he just, he doesn't even have like a line. Like he just goes, oh, 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 and then like I think two minutes later tries to, you know, like have a comeback, but it's gone. The moment's gone. He doesn't think on his feet. He's not a comic mind. So, so um, he did this show at like a high school or something, and it's just a parade of racial caricatures. So it's just him being like, and then I met a Puerto Rican guy and he was like, hey, you know, like just borrowing from every hack, bullshit, racial stereotype um, from like other bad comedians like Carlos Mencia. That's who yeah. he is. That's his comedy. Not a great guy. Just talentless, mean. And so one day, I think this was 2012, um, his idol and mentor, I guess, Andrew Breitbart uh, kicked the bucket. And your listeners probably know about Andrew Breitbart not to do a whole nother contextualization, but founded Breitbart News, which everyone probably knows is just like, you know, as, as far right as you probably get in like the non-stormfront territory of conservative media, lots of anti-immigration stuff, became too anti-Semitic for Ben Shapiro. And that's the legacy of, of, of Andrew Breitbart. And he, you know, was just a, um, you know, constant, just hateful guy with coke bloat didn't really distinguish himself in any other way except in that market. So he dies, and Steven Crowder posted a video, like sort of a uh, tribute, like, hey, guys, Andrew just died video where he's giving, like, his, his te tearful thoughts about this, this, this giant of, of, you know, culture. Um, and I don't mean to sound too callous, but it was just funny, the video, because for, like, <laughs> the first two minutes, the first, like, two minutes of the video... He's he's saying like you know Andrew always believed in me and my comedy and he's like hey you know that that anti-Armenian video you just did that really that really goes kid like you should keep doing that stuff and it really like when I was really at my lowest it brought me up and I think at one point I'm directly quoting now he tearfully says like that the video that Andrew gave him a start with was called the Quran challenge and he's like tearfully saying the words Quran challenge and if you look it up it's probably just like just a list of like things that are bad about Muhammad and his followers. It's like, it's not comedy. So he's doing this, uh, for the first two minutes, but then the next like seven minutes of the video is just Crowder, like plugging his shit and his, <laughs> and his new stuff. And he's not even really talking about his hero anymore. And he's just plugging things and saying, yeah, so check him out. I mean, you know, it's, 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 it's time, really hard, hard time for me. And it's just a really pathetic display and uh, celebrating a guy who's also horrible. So at the time, I just thought it was really funny, and I tweeted about it like it was funny, and I posted the video, and a lot of people laughed. And I just said, you know, what a whiny little little guy, and uh, I'm glad Breitbart's dead. I don't, I don't think what I said was terribly witty or funny either. But unfortunately, 
this not only this not only earned me the block, but he took down the video from YouTube <laughs> altogether once I had drawn attention to it. I must have tagged him or replied or something. So there's actually a deeper lesson here, which is if you are celebrating, which a lot of people are this week with Trump's loss, and I'm sure that'll go on. If you're ce celebrating someone else's misery, someone bad, sometimes the light touch is better. You don't want to <laughs> don't fly too close to the sun because you could be doing clips of that video right now. But you can't because I think I, I overexposed it. And uh, now I have the, you know, it's like the slightly more uh, uh, awkward thing of me telling you that it was very funny. But that's my own fault because it's it's gone and he blocked me right after. So I can't see any of his latest, any of his latest comedy bits or goofs or uh, hijinks. Um, and that's that's my loss. Obviously. <laughs> My my favorite thing about Crowder, there's two things. One of them is when he got punched in the face by the Michigan oh, Union guy. Of course. After shoving him and then deceptively editing the video to make it look like the other guy started the fight. He and the guy's like 65 rinsed. years old and he just socks him in the face. It's very fun to watch. I think I tweeted that screen cap at him a lot too. There's like so it's like he recognized me from like a pretty long period. That's how I got blocked was just just tweeting the screen cap at him uh, several yes. times. That uh, video is great. It, it, uh, go ahead, Brennan. Oh, I was just saying that video is great. Everyone should, oh, if they yeah. don't know it, look it up. He just, you just get to see him get absolutely rinsed by this big, you know, like cinematic style union tough guy yeah. uh, who just clocks him. Yeah. The other thing I love is he's got something because he has like a podcast or like an online show that is actually fairly popular among mm. just like chuds. And right. he has a thing called the Mug Club which I believe is you, you subscribe to his show for a year and he will send you, uh, you get, you know, uh, you get to watch the show for a year and you get a coffee mug. And or mug. Okay. Yeah, mug club. And he will, so uh, there's like a hash, it's hashtag mug club. And if you search that hashtag, it's people posting pictures of them like watching the show, but it's like the worst setup you have ever seen each time. It's, it's oh. incredible. Like, like the, the picture is taken uh, from as, as far back as possible. The TVs are all on like cinder blocks. And then it has like those little floating orbs that you see on like ancient alien, like history shows where they think it's like yeah. a ghost. And, 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 the, and then there's just like cigarette ash all over the place. And there's like a dog in the corner and you're not sure if the dog is dead or not. But that's it's like a th screenshot from like, it's like every one of them is a screenshot from a paranormal activity a yes. movie like a or yeah, like in exactly. a movie where where the cop finally sees the little detail on the creepy photo that means that person is the killer that's like every yeah. screenshot of a crowder person being like hey yeah. dude watching yeah. the show I, I, it's, I, I think from what i've learned from the mug club photos is that uh 90 percent of his fans live in uh joseph fritzel's basement in austin <laughs> yeah that's uh that's probably not a terribly difficult vibe to discern uh from their yeah. from their viewing from their their rigs but that's a that's a great block. I mean, yeah. I, I think a lot of our listeners have been blocked by Stephen Crowder as well. Uh, yeah. He's a huge loser. Uh, yeah. So that that was great. John, do we have uh, a listener? Yeah, block we got this a week? great listener block this week as well. Another person. I think he pairs well with Stephen Crowder because he's another guy yeah. who likes to block a lot of people and has been mentioned on the show before. It is Scott Adams. Uh, the creator of Dilbert. <laughs> Dilbert. Uh, and, and this is just a classic. You know, we talk on the show about how sometimes a block tale is just a very simple, short, uh, you know, little story. And that's what we have here from Rob. Uh, and uh, they write, just found out I was blocked by Scott Adams after he tweeted a video of himself talking about some bullshit a couple weeks ago. And I replied, I'm not going to watch this, but I assume you talk about how you send unsolicited nude photos to women. <laughs> 
and caught the block. So it's always a good, uh, you know, if you're going to call someone out, Scott Adams is a good guy to uh, call out and sure. uh, and catch a his, block, you know, because he's like he's the one of those weird MAGA or Trump adjacent or sometimes fully embracing it. But then like other times he'll say, I'm done with all that shit, but then go right back the next week. And he likes to he talks about like hypnosis, right? Doesn't he think that like, yeah, it's yeah. A big orgasms through hypnosis. Thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, it's, it's 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 insane. He's yeah. bad. Yeah, and he if, posts. Uh, I'll just say this as well before we move on to the top three. But he does. If you've ever read uh, Akewood before, very good uh, comic yeah. strip. Uh, whenever Scott Adams posts a shirtless picture of himself, he looks like when Pat is shirtless and roast beef is like, uh, oh man, that is total dog shit. Like just <laughs> just like the old man with like leathery abs look basically. Mm, he also yeah. he also I believe wrote a book or a series of books. Uh, there was his stabbing, like him him taking a stab at, at the novel or the historical novel that was called The Religion Wars. And I just <laughs> thought that was like the just straight out of, you know, like the the idealized version of what a dumb guy would call his book about like big issues in civilization. Just yeah, I think I've had uh, grade 12s hand me in papers that were titled that before. <laughs> yes. um, if you want to send in a listener block, you can do so at blocked at blockparty.com or you can fill out the form on our website. Uh, if you want to donate to the show, you can do so at patreon.com slash blocked party, where $5 a month gets you access to three bonus episodes every single month. Last month, we had a huge month. It was our 100th episode celebration. Stefan and I did a special bonus episode for that. We had the third episode of Block Party D&D with Jamie Loftus and Branson Reese. Uh, we also, <clears throat> pardon me, drank that putrid Canada juice smoothie. That was a special video episode. That's all up there now. This month, uh, we have the epic conclusion of Block Party D&D, the fourth episode coming later this month. And this week, later this week, we'll have a vaunted Discord mailbag uh, with special guest Grace Spellman. So that'll be super fun. You can look out for that later this week on our Patreon. You can also follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Blocked Party Pod. And if you like the show, just tell a friend to let them know that it's a fun podcast to listen to. And you can rate and review the show on iTunes, too. That always helps us uh, in the algorithms. Brendan, we always like to finish the show with a top three. Three. Uh, what do you have for us? Okay, I, I gotta confess, I completely forgot about the top three part that you sent me. That's okay. Email. That happens That's a, okay. Lot. a lot of our guests do, and and the best top threes always come just from right at the top of their head. So, okay, uh, the best, the top three. Um, I mean, does it have to be funny? No, <laughs> it can be okay. anything. I mean, a suggestion would be top three most like the funniest Trump moments from throughout his presidency. You know. Um, actually, just to shake it up a little bit, can you guys give me your top three Biden moments? Because I was actually thinking about that when he won, and I thought of Rap Rock Obama, like the first time anyone ever heard the words <laughs> Rap Rock Obama. I laughed really hard, and I, I, I think that since he's won, it's like, you know, we can expect more of things like that probably every day, and it's, it, I feel like yeah. jogging my memory. Um, yeah, do we for go sure. Around, do you want to go, we, what's your, what's your number three? Yeah, we go, we go in order. You give your three, and then we'll give our three, and then... Okay, I mean, I'm actually not going to say Rap Rock is in my top three, even though it, it pops. It's good. But I'm I'm going to say, start off with Listen Fat, the time that Joe Biden was in a crowd. Uh, I don't remember what state, but there was a guy who was challenging him who was, you know, pretty heavy set, and I think was a Warren supporter, and was telling him, like, hey, you're not going to do any of this progressive stuff. And Biden, I don't know his mind, but I, it seemed as though he was kind of about to loosely call the guy like fatso or 
yeah. or big boy or something and something fat related. And then he, but then he stopped himself. So he's instead just said, listen, fat. And then like stopped short and then continued anyway. And everyone just had a video of him then saying, listen, fat to a voter. Um, yeah. That was, that I, was great. I, that was going to be my number three, but I can, okay. for my number three, um, I forget the context of it, but it's the one everyone's posting the screen grab of it, but it's where he like, is like no 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 or whatever to the guy, uh, and, he, well, that's and when, he's like, that's when Bernie it, was kind of doing well, and and the guy yeah. kept going. It wasn't it why 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 didn't he turn around and do that? Yeah, and he just the look on his face and the, the look in his eyes is is just like so strange, and it's just a very weird video to watch. Uh, very funny to watch. Especially his arms now. are outstretched too. Like his hands are kind of like, like, like his fingers are going toward the guy and he's sort of like fake attacking him going, why, 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 why like that? Yeah. Absolutely yeah. deranged. Yeah. Moment. That, that's my number three, John, your number three. Uh, I mean, this is a tough top three for me because I don't give a fuck about any of this shit. Uh, so I, I don't think I could tell you anything about Joe Biden. I don't know anything about him. Don't care. Um, so I'm going to do my own top three, uh, top three <laughs> Toronto Maple Leafs players uh, throughout okay. history. That's a subject I'm very familiar with. No, I'm just joking. Uh, I truly don't know anything about Biden, though, but I did like yesterday when he said that there will be a teacher in the White House because his wife is a teacher. And guess what? So am I. You're a teacher, too. There you go. So there you just, go. That's my, this, my list is going to be very normy because I don't have <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not like I don't traffic in the like, uh, you know, uh, in the in the ghoul sphere that you guys are in. I don't know. Uh, I don't I know Biden is not a good guy. Yeah, but I'm just but that's all I need to know. I don't well, know. I'm, I'm not going to list like, you know, top three Biden war crimes. And look up, look up <laughs> I mean, I might, I might have to. I might run out. Yeah, I might well, have to do that's... my this is my own version of the religion wars. This top three. <laughs> I'm just uh, making yeah, it up as I go. No, I'll limit it just to funny uh, deranged campaign moments. So, OK, I did. Um, I did listen fat. I'll do for number two. I think I'll do the time. I don't know the context. He was on CNN, like at a town hall. And Anderson Cooper uh, was asking him something about something relating to gay rights, I think. And Biden's answer was, um, he's like walking around the stage and he says, this is almost verbatim. He was like, you know, back in the 1960s used to have, used to be like gay, 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 gay bathhouses. And it's like, come on, man. <laughs> and he did that and that was his answer and uh i think maybe there was more but it was a good like 15 seconds of just him screaming the word gay and then saying and then saying come on man and uh that <laughs> that one that one got me pretty good too i uh yeah i, I remember that one i i don't know if this is a uh i guess it's a moment it's not really a, a gaff so much but the the corn pop story sure is just like quintessential biden amazing uh Talking about, so I guess Biden was like a lifeguard at a pool uh, in in Delaware, and there's a gang called the Romans, and the leader of the gang was called Corn Pop, and he like threatened Biden with a like a switchblade or like a razor blade, and Biden sort of like talked him down, and apparently it is true. I think yeah. they reached out to the guy, and it, it is true, but it's just like, I, it's just such an insane story to tell, like at all. Like yeah. I, I don't know what it says about him. I guess that he's good at with like conflict and stuff, but it's, it's just so, it's just such rambling grandpa Simpson, old man stuff. And I love it. Yes. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people think that Joe Biden broke it up, but it was actually pony boy who, uh, <laughs> yeah. Send corn pop away. So, 
Um, my number two, this is just a general observation from just like seeing clips on Twitter and stuff. Um, where you it's just like there's a bunch of moments of this and you guys have been more specific but i love when biden gets asked a question and you can tell um you can tell that he's like suffering from dementia already um like we're like you can actually feel his brain like trying to click into place where he gets asked a question, sometimes he'll start to answer it, and then that will happen, or sometimes it's even before he answers the question. But you can tell, it's like you can almost feel that there's like Tetris pieces in his brain, and he's like trying to make the straight line fit yes. down the side. And it's just like very you hear few, the old, you hear very the old few people visibly look like that while they're trying to like come up with an answer. Absolutely. You hear like the old AOL connecting sound. Yes, exactly. Totally. It feels like that for sure. So that that is just like a general observation. But I did love when you're like, oh, okay, this is it. This is the guy. This is sure. This is apparently the guy. All right. Sure. Sounds great. Uh, Brandon, your Brandon, number your one number moment. One. I think my number one, um, they could go in any order. But the one I just remembered was um, he want, recently he called a woman another woman who was like kind of questioning him at some gathering, he called her a dog faced pony soldier, Yeah, a lying, I think a lying dog faced pony soldier. And then, you know, as usual, I'm kind of ripping this off from my buddy Felix, but he, Felix had a great tweet one time where he was like, um, I would want to be one of these Joe Biden aides where every time he says something like just completely out there and gone and like you know that no one's going to make any sense of i go on tv and when asked about it kind of lightheartedly chuckle and say we all know what the vice president meant <laughs> but you know like just <laughs> somehow that's just like an answer that gets him out of it but he said i think their answer on that occasion was um hello it was from the old john that's the old john wayne quote from that movie we've all seen with john wayne where he says it's the big line dog face pony soldier and, and everyone's like i don't remember that even like big john wayne heads were scratching scratching their heads going i don't think that's a line in that but it was so out there that like i, I thought he was almost making a joke about how he tends to do this but it was yeah it was real it was authentic joe it's funny too because like even if that is a line who does that? Right. Like that's yeah. again, it's the whole brain clicking into place thing. Like I'm not out there like something crazy happens and I'm like, I caramba or whatever, you know, yeah. like and then you'd be like, you guys remember that Bart Simpson, right? That was a big thing in the 90s. Like the it's person, just a the- weird thing where, you know, you wouldn't that's not like a reference you would keep in your brain. Theoretically, yeah, like, the person he's he's yelling at is like. 36 years old he's drawing from a movie that was released in like 1961 you know there's not a great the odds aren't great that the the riff is going to work yeah so exactly bad judgment there and if he has bad judgment about about that you know what what is his judgment going to be on the issues of the day is the problem you know if you if you're going to yell dog face pony soldier or like do the bart man you know at people (laughs) at your rally you can't say that to i to the ayatollah joe He's not going to understand the reference. Uh, Stephen? Uh, so I think my number one uh, is from, I think this is from the first debate, uh, the first like uh, primary debate. Mm-hmm. And it was at the end of the debate when they were all doing their closing statements. And I think what he was trying to do was either direct people to text a certain number or uh, direct them to like a website. But he got confused and ended up just saying, go to Joe 3330. <laughs> And I think he's supposed to, he was trying to say text 
Joe to three zero three three zero. Yeah. Um, but it was just like really, it, it's it's really strange if you went back to that moment in time right after having watched that and being like, by the way, this guy wins. <laughs> yeah because at that at that point it was just kind of like oh he's like he's gonna drop out after this like he just lost his fucking mind on the Cause, stage because the way he's saying it he's like in the middle of it he's like T- i'll tell you what you go and you text joe three oh oh and then he's like kind of his voice is saying like help me but yeah. he, he's but he has to keep saying the numbers and it's really hard to watch it's really hard to watch. I mean, it's possible he was genuinely kind of, you know, having an issue there. But it, remi- it yeah, it it could have been like an activation code for, you know, for for the for the out of the pedophile ring out there to like do their job. <laughs> it did remind me of like, ja- um, uh, it's it's Jackie. Uh, I can't remember the baseball player, but in the Naked Gun, when Ricardo Maltabon presses his watch and makes the baseball player like go. Oh, kill Reggie the Jackson. Queen. Reggie yeah. Jackson. Yeah. And it just, he starts talking in this robotic, weird voice where he's just been programmed. I, that's like Biden in that moment, just like, yeah. just somehow getting the code beamed into his head, but it's not going well. <laughs> it's a great uh, John, your number one? My number one was from yesterday. Uh, I just remember I saw a great tweet. I don't, I, I don't know of any way of pulling it up, so I can't credit the person, but it was very funny where it was from his, like, I guess, kind of quasi-victory speech yesterday, and there was, like, a long ramp leading out to the stage, and for some reason, so, like, music's playing, everyone's cheering, Joe's, like, walking out, and then for some reason, he just, like, picks up his step and kind of does, like, a little shuffle run to, like, go around (laughs) the corner of the ramp to get onto the stage, and someone was like, Joe looks like he's trying to get the door that someone is holding for him. Like, it's like that kind of, like, little run where you're, like, embarrassed of, like, oh, they're waiting for me to hold the door, or it's like, you know, you're you're crossing the street at a red light, and you know you probably are cutting it a little close, so you do a little shuffle to make the cars feel better. It was totally like that. Like, he... It just seemed like he was like, oh, I'm not going to I can't walk all the way to the podium. I got to speed this up a little bit. These people want to hear my voice. It's like a little Uh, dance almost. It's kind of a cutesy little like. Yes. Yeah, totally. And it's just it was just such a weird kind of thing that no one in that situation would do. It's kind of like the anti-Trump sort of thing where, you know, Trump would be walking slow and soaking it all in. And Joe's just kind of like it's like price is right kind of come on down, you know? Yeah. Uh, you're yeah, the next yeah, yeah. president of the United States. <laughs> yes. Uh, very fucking. He would be a weird. great game show host, Joe Biden. Like that's, he the would thing. be a great yeah. game show host. Trump He's got that white would, hair going. Trump was the actual game show host for the apprentice, but Biden, he looks like a Bob Barker type guy. Like Big he, time. Yeah. He would be I so much. Like he should holding be holding the really skinny, skinny mic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. And, oh. and it's, and he's got the catchphrase. Everyone in the audience would all, he do it and he points at them and they all go, come on, man. You know, at the end of any, <laughs> any or, or like uh, someone fails really bad and he's like, you know what you are? A dog faced <laughs> pony soldier. Everyone's like, Malarkey. <laughs> Everyone says it at once. <laughs> Oh, man. Brendan, uh, this was a blast. Thank you so much for uh, joining us on the program. Before we go, is there anything you'd like to plug? Um, well, I, I suppose, you know, uh, you guys kindly did it in the beginning, but uh, it's still relatively fresh off our first season of Blowback. We we uh, we have all the episodes out there for free, and um, early next year, we're hoping, we'll come out with season two, but that's a, a ways away from now, so... Uh, Maybe if you ever have me back, I'll plug it relentlessly then. But for now, <laughs> if anyone wants to check out Blowback, uh, we had a lot of fun doing it. And um, it, we hope that uh, people enjoy it, continue to enjoy it. Excellent. And people can follow you on Twitter at deep underscore beige. 
That's right. Uh, wonderful. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, great to have you, everyone. Check out the blowback for sure. Again, you can donate to the show, patreon.com slash block party. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at block party pod, and we'll see you back here next week. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.